It is a Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Off to a great start with technical issues with the video plane. Uh, I blame our cheating KOP predictions champion, Tanner Lee, who's not even here. He cheated to win Wrestle Kingdom. And then he doesn't even show up, Chip. I, I I don't even I don't even understand what this guy's doing. I'm I'm a loss of words. So uh, for those following along at home, uh, the final score was Tanner won somehow uh, with thirty five points. Shep, you had twenty four points. I had twenty eight points. Will Osprey. And uh, Jay White cost me. So, yeah, I blame the Bullet Club for not having my title. Yeah, I'm not a uh, not a big fan of the Carl uh, Anderson outcome. I let my uh, fantasy booking get in the way, thinking that the mothership would let him continue his run across – the great seas of this country uh, or this America's I should say. And I was wrong. Yeah. Carl Anderson that showed up at wrestle kingdom is a hell of a character and is 10 times better to watch than what we see on the USA network or the Fox network. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, you were uh, brave enough and actually got up at four o'clock this morning to watch Wrestle Kingdom. I did. I did. I was. Uh, my wife looked at me like I was an idiot. Which, um, but yeah, I got up and I. I was. Uh, it came on at three a three twenty uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, so I figured if I started at four, I'd get a little, uh, little. Uh, you know, I could fast forward through some stuff, and I got uh, about everything done but the uh, final two matches, um, which were the – well, the one match obviously was the best match on the card, but before I had to uh, to go to the old J-O-B, um, then got to catch up on them later in the, this evening. So, but, yeah, um, was a was nice to see something at J- over – uh, overseas that they could cheer. Um, this is the first, I think Osprey said this is the first time in three years he's had a cheering crowd. Yeah. Cause they had the, that weird situation where if it's above such a certain number of people, yeah. you can't cheer. So they, they went with the, let's put 25,000 people in the Tokyo dome instead of 50,000 people and let them cheer. Now they could not sing the, um, they could not sing the entrance music songs. That was a no-no. Okay. Um, I, uh, who was I? Li- I was listening to somebody on a podcast, and they were talking about it, saying this is a bit odd, but you know, this is what we got to do. So, yeah, I think I think they said the official attendance was somewhere around twenty-five thousand people in the Tokyo Dome. That's um, a pretty good turnout, still. It was pretty good turnout. There was some cheering and applauding. There was no obviously singing any of the uh, entrance musics. It was a fantastic show um, from top to bottom. Um, not the way a couple matches I would have would have done, but um, obviously, you know, I'm a 
not a big fan of the old FTR, but the FTR did drop the uh, IWGP tag titles. And I really, I really, after the promo Osprey came, I really did not think he was dropping that belt to Omega. Um, now, being that said, I don't think we saw a match in 2022 in all of AEW, uh, Forbidden Door, um, ROH, and I'm even throwing the dog collar match in there, okay? Um And that was a completely different match than what we saw here. And WWE, and of course, I didn't watch a lot of that. Um, uh, But I would say, you know, even look at that Cody, uh, Seth Rollins, Torn Peck, Hell in the Cell. We did not see anything close to what we saw between Omega and Osprey uh, for the IWGP United States Championship, which Omega did go over and is the... 17th IWGP uh, United States champion, which he was the inaugural uh, holder of that belt as well. Um, All right. It was an amazing match. I don't know if you've got a chance to see any of it, Paul. Um, um, I have not. Uh, I, I do know that um, Mercedes Monet made her debut and made her intentions clear that she wanted the belt. Um, yeah, that was after the, the Kyrie Sane um, women's match, which was the first time there was a women's match on the card since I think I heard this 1994. Wow. So, and, and those two ladies, they got about eight to ten minutes, and they made they made they made it worth it. It was it was stiff. It was definitely strong style. Um, Kyrie Sane came out on top. Lights go out. Uh, we get a little vine- video vignette of uh, look like a Mercedes rolling in the background, some dollar signs. Obviously, even Kevin Kelly, who was on commentary, uh, English commentary, he said this is the worst kept secret wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, Mercedes Monet came down, um, she had on uh, a d- different type outfit, kind of a. Uh, uh, karate gi and then obviously some gear underneath um she was not wearing wrestling um, boots or um, wrestling shoes with kick pads she had on some higher heeled boots um and then her hair was odd her hair was very <laughs> odd. fire it, it was, I, I don't i don't get it it was it was different um you could tell she was nervous yeah, uh, especially on the mic, um, she went to hit Kyrie Sane with some type of move, and it didn't work out. Kyrie Sane ended up selling it. It was a little bit of a of a miscue. Um, she got on the mic, and um, you could tell there was a little nerves there. You know, she was out of her comfort zone. Well, it's but, been a few weeks since she wrestled. You know. Yeah, but you could, you know, I guess it's different from a from her being an NXT and always in WWE to get in front of a crowd. Right. You're, you're in another country, let alone. Yeah. The, the different type of crowd uh, that you compare the, uh, that crowd versus the American crowd. Um, she did get her point across. Um, she, we will see Kyrie Sane 
and Mercedes at um, Battle of the Bay in San Diego February 8th. Is that right? Okay. Um, Early February. Sure. It's a, it's a New Japan show over in the States, New Japan Strong. Um, and she finished it by saying um, she's going to, she's the boss and she's going to bankrupt her bitch or something like that. Um, she had a couple boss references in her promo, which I thought was was key. Um, and then she was uh, she was out, but yeah, definitely like like Kevin Kelly said, the worst kept secret in professional wrestling of a long time. All right, uh, yeah, um, definitely the worst kept secret. But uh, there was something in tonight's dynamite that the internet blew up about, which we'll get to later. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that thief uh, Tanner is still champion. He cheated somehow. I don't know yet how he did it, but uh, I plan to figure it out. So he will not put it up at uh, Battle of the Belts, apparently. So I guess March 5th the next time we get a challenge for this belt. And and after tonight's announcement, I, I don't think I can stay up till 4 a.m. watching. <laughs> um that one, uh, Sh- uh, Sean Ross Sapp made a comment after the uh, MJF uh, Danielson <laughs> promo, like, "Wow, this, this is going to go till four a.m." Yeah, wow. yeah. Or you you have eight matches total, one of the two. I would rather have the eight matches. Uh, you and me both, but uh, yeah. So let, let's go ahead and uh, dive into the. To tonight's dynamite when we get done uh i know you listen to ftr's podcast uh, we'll talk a little bit about that i haven't yet but i want to get your thoughts on it anyway uh tonight's show starts out uh we get a look at the new stage uh, i'm kind of digging the new layout man i kind of like the old one better i like the tunnel i, mean, I like the tunnel but i i like the the more lights the more screen i love commentary's new desk it's not a folding table anymore is it is it too much WWE though? It is. It is. It's a little. It's a little right. Right there. It's like WCW trying to be WWE at the end. Yeah. I... And it it lo- concerns me a little bit, but uh, again, you know, I who's mean, not I to know. say it doesn't change next week? Yeah, I know. I know you. I I know people want to see the fresher, a uh, refresher or whatever, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the classic tunnels. I know that you still have the left side, right side, heel side, baby side uh, for yeah. for the talent to come out of, but it's it's more prevalent when there's tunnels on you know angled on each side of the stage where you can watch them come out. Here, it can be lost, especially if you're watching at home. It can be lost by depending on what camera angle they use. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it that arena tonight was a lot bigger arena than they normally run. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that bigger stage looked better in that arena, but... It's not going to look good in Indy. No, I think it'll overpower Indy almost. It might, yeah. it might blind us. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see what November brings, because I'm sure it'll be November again. Um. We start off the show with uh, Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Um, Starks picks up the victory here, which I was not expecting. Uh, 
I, I, I expected it, um, but I didn't expect it how he got. Um, I either expected a, a surprise victory or a dirty victory on Jericho, which I thought we were going to get with the with the bat to the face uh, from 2.0. And, he, and the way he hit him, I'm thinking, okay, hey, you you can you can put Jericho over here and not hurt Starks. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about getting hit in the temple with a bat and 30 seconds later miraculously just coming back to life. Hitting a spear and getting the win. Yeah. So Yeah. I would have rather I would have rather Jericho gone over with the dirty victory. Again, that's not gonna hurt Sparks. And guess what? Guess what, Tony? We can build a feud. We can build a story with this. We got something to build on instead of okay, next week we get Ricky Starks versus Warload for blah 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 blah. You know? And now well, we well, we're, we're kind of building a story here because after the match, the rest of JAS attack Ricky Starks, which leads to Action Andrede hitting the ring with a chair to attack the entire faction, level the odds until Anna and Ty get in, hit him with a low blow, and then JAS dominates. So this will work in next week. Uh, I don't know if they have enough room on the card in L.A., but eventually in the week or two, we're going to get uh, Starks and Andretti versus 2.0, I'm guessing, which is fine. Um, and then if that leads to some type of payoff uh, in March, was it Revolution, right? It's our next one, right? Yep. If that leads to some type of payoff in Revolution of, of uh, uh, Starks and Jericho. See, it, there is a way to keep this going until at least Revolution. Does it need to go much past that? Probably not. But no, but there's enough guys in JAS, um, and there's enough guys that we could they could put around Starks to build a feud and build a storyline that lasts two months. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Now, what you know, what type of outcome you're going to have at Resolution? Do you uh, do you put a you put a career match? Uh, you know, uh, something with Starks versus Jericho's career. Jericho, you know, I don't know if he's getting ready to tour with Fonzie in the spring or not. I don't know where we don't see Jericho for a while. Or maybe he goes back and is inducted into the Hall of Fame. That ain't going to happen. Um, <laughs> even though I think he should, but that ain't going to happen as hey, of right now. It, it was a, a pretty good uh, fantasy booking you had there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, I I thought, you know, that would be nice. Uh so I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, give us give us a two month feud and, and and change it up every week and and make us uh, when when Jericho's song hit, not just want to hear the song, you know. So, man, not not a bad way to finish it with Andretti coming out and then then the JS going over. So, and you'll note that I didn't try to annoy you tonight. I said it properly. What's that? Action Andretti. Oh. Andrade. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did like how he did an independent booking this weekend. He had his eye taped up. Yep. That was a really cool there. touch. And then he came down today and he obviously had a little little makeup, a little red, a little irritated. So a little burned. A little burnt. A little extra sun. Yeah. Yeah. Stay out of that sun. It's not good for you. 
up next, Tony Schiavone welcomes Hangman Adam Page to the ring for a medical update. He wanted to say he was good, but uh, he's still not cleared as of this week. He's hoping next week as it starts out. And then by the end of it, Moxley, Page, face off on the microphone at one point. Uh, apparently, they couldn't hear Moxley on the microphone in the stadium, so he grabbed another microphone. And, uh, yeah, he, he asked them to turn the effing mic on. How many F? We got three F-bombs tonight on live air. Yeah. Um, your your best friend Satnam Singh did it once. <laughs> uh, he did it like 12 times. I mean, the camera just caught it once, close uh, enough to hear him. I, th- I thought we heard two out of Mox for sure, so. Oh, at least. Um, but yeah, we, we, uh, could hear, we could hear Mox on television. They just couldn't hear him in the stadium. He flipped yeah. Um, and then that mic went out. So yeah, he was he was a little frustrated there, but it did, he didn't really let it phase him. He he kind of rebounded the promo and kept it on track. That's one thing I love about uh, Mox on the microphone. Now, I'll, I'll admit, Dean Ambrose on the microphone wouldn't have been able to pull this off. But John Moxley can't. Well, that's because Dean Ambrose would have lost his place in the script. Well, yeah, it's hard to remember where you're at when you got to stop and ask for a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we learned by the end of it that it'll be Moxley Page uh, next week, one-on-one. That's got to be your main event, doesn't it? <sighs> See, you've got the um, seventh match of the trios as well. So either you open... With that, and close with Moxley Page, or you open with Moxley Page and close with your trios. I don't know, man. I hope uh, I don't want to ruin any of your spoilers, but uh, uh, I would say when Omega lands in the states tomorrow, he's got one eye that's completely swelled shut. Mm. Um, with, mm. I know within a week you can get an eye with tree oh, yeah. and stuff, but. I mean, that that some buck is black and blue today, and probably swelled almost all the way shut unless they have treated it. You know, so and I don't know what kind of condition. I mean, again, I know it's professional wrestling, but Omega took a bump. Uh, I'll just tell you what he took a bump on a table on with the table upside down, so the the metal uh, framing of the table was right side up. And he took a hell of a suplex to the back of that. Um, Just after getting his back about 80%. Yeah, and then, I mean, Osprey's head went through a table. The head just put a hole in the table. I know that maybe the Tokyo uh, Dome's tables are a little bit weaker on the plywood. But uh, Omega Omega better better have a private jet to sprawl out on the way home. um, Because if he's stuck in a coach seat, he's going to be sore. After a 14-hour flight or however long that damn flight is. Yeah. So, yeah. And then turn around and come back and do a ladder match. (laughs) No, take take Omega out of it and look at the other five competitors. They ain't right in the head. No, no. And the the spot that these guys are going to want to do because it's, Match number seven, it's L.A. 
it's the forum. Love the air quotes. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, Omega doesn't stand a flipping chance. No, Omega's not a high flyer compared and, to these and, guys. And you've got to go through with it. He, you know, yeah. he's going to perform. I mean, the guy obviously was out for how many, seven months because of his shoulders. Uh, and then he came back and he was wearing braces. Uh, you know, again, the strong match he had with Offspray was, was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but to turn around within six days – because of the way the time changed, like six, six and a half, five and a half days. I don't know. I'm not good at math. And turn around and have this match. Yeah. With a 14 hour flight in there. Man, oh man. I'll get uh, hats off to Omega, man. He he would go back to one of the first interviews, um, our first podcast I did with Tanner. One of the yeah, one of the first podcasts I did with Tanner. I, he asked me my Mount Rushmore and the final guy. I told him it was kind of a rotating guy, but I put Omega in there. Um and after what I saw to this morning, tonight, and then him, he's going to turn around and do this crazy of a match next weekend on Dynamite. I mean, that's not, that might not be a, a floating, rotating guy anymore. Well, he is the best bout machine for a reason. He still has them damn jazz hands. <laughs> and, they, and trust me, they were in full force in Japan. So um, the outcome of this match, um, I've seen the internet. I don't understand it. I, I just I don't understand wrestling fans anymore. I'm sitting here going, hey, great. You know, Kenny won this belt. And then I get on the internet and everybody's like, oh, great. AEW's got yet another belt. What are we going to do? Give the custodian a belt now? That's better I mean, than the uh, librarian. Well... <laughs> Sorry. Well, Here, here's here's the thing. I hope. I hope we see. Obviously, New Japan's got an event an event in San Diego in February. Um, maybe we get a rematch. Maybe Osprey comes over and has a has a little run in AEW. I, I mean, we saw it. Um, uh, we saw it a couple times in in 2022. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was thoroughly enjoyed, I felt like, by the AEW fans. Absolutely. And with Carl Anderson being probably gone now from New Japan for for good, um, there was a little bit of a hope there. I thought we could work together there, trips, but obviously not. Um, you know, I, I think you got to keep that relationship open and and trade talent back and forth. I mean, there's some hellacious talent in New Japan, and there's some probably some great talent in AEW that is not getting um, some television time that can go back over there. So why not keep that keep that open? All right, we're, we're going to go down a rabbit hole here. It's only the- 23 minutes <laughs> in. I mean, it's our first one. With, with Carl Anderson losing the belt and probably being done with New Japan, what do you think that means for the AAA Tag Team Championships? Do you think they're going to change hands next event? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, I read a little thing about um, Conan made a comment about Sammy and Tay, how he likes Sammy a lot. Um, the excuse he got from Tony was a certain female wrestler 
got COVID, and they had to replace him with Tay. But that was the third booking AEW had pulled Tay out of. So he was done. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, obviously, NXT um, is going to want to have – oh, I've looked at a lot of odd names today. Help me, the wrestler. Uh, Dragon Dragon Lee. Dragon yeah. Lee. Sorry. Uh, I would I would say if he got one title successful title events in AAA, that would be a big big win uh, for AAA. I don't think he'll get more than one, and then you won't see him in AAA for a while. All right. Just just because of of, of who it is. Not saying that. You can't have an open relationship. Uh, wow, that sounds like a weird couple thing, huh? Uh, not that you couldn't have have the open trading talent back and forth, which I think is best for business and better for business. Yeah. It gets, it gets us, marks, whatever you want to call us, it gets us to, to buy, to pay the whatever to watch it. Because, yeah, I want to see him. Um Nine ninety nine yen, nine hundred ninety nine yen. I looked at that and I'm like, eh, I better hit the translate button. Oh, Seven dollars and eighty eight cents or something like that. Anyways, um, but yeah, I enjoy the talent. Now, don't flood it. Don't do it. Everyone, give us two three events a year. You know, would be awesome. I mean, could you imagine some of the talent that could show up at the Rumble at the end of the month mm-hmm. in Japan? Yeah. How about having Tama Tonga show up? Just be just be Carl Anderson, right? Having have him eliminate Doc Gallows. Come on. You know, yep. he's got the look. He's a Samoan. He can fit in with the bloodline. Whatever. Hell, I think they're 14th cousins down the line or whatever. I don't know. 14th cousin, 13 times removed. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah, that, that's a rabbit hole. That's a rabbit hole that you could have a, a three-hour discussion of how these major promotions could trade talent, and both of them can benefit. Both of them can make money. Um, end of story. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Triple H has a little bit open, more open mind than his father-in-law. Yeah, but I don't think he has as big as open mind as as TK. No, I don't think no. he drinks enough coffee as TK does. So maybe we should get trips on some coffee. Coffee's good. Coffee, like drink the drink the coffee. Drink the coffee like TK. I love coffee. I blink too much to be TK. He, I don't. That man never blinks on camera. He's got he's got big tear ducts. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what they say about people with big tear ducts. <laughs> They're insane. <laughs> they drink too much coffee. All right. Anyway, uh, back to tonight's dynamite. Have we made uh, it first match yet? Yeah, we made it to Hangman's segment, which was the second oh, part of the show. Okay. <laughs> now, all right. Are you back? I, I okay. Uh, so it's the acclaimed versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal for the tag team championship. 
Max Gaster comes out with his usual rap, uh, claiming that TNA stands for Total Nonstop Acclaimed. I, I don't know. I liked his rap about Jeff Jarrett's wife on the internet is, is and compared him to Skip Bayless. Obviously, mm-hmm. Bayless took a lot of or is taking a lot of heat with his tweets about the Monday night football game in that uh, scenario. Um, so to compare the two, obviously being a pretty hot topic, it got a hell of a pop. Um, and I noticed it got a, it got a smile out of Jarrett. Like he, I noticed that. And like, wait a minute, you came out, you came out and tweeted about all this hatred towards your wife and how it's bad for her. She came out and tweeted this like, like, okay, you're, you're kind of turning this like personal, like this is real. And then he makes the first line and you laugh. Yeah. I should have pissed him off. He should have chased him up the stairs with a guitar, but now we laughed. And it was, again, a great rap by Max. I, it was very entertaining and crowd loved it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I, I do have to say, for the record, Satnam Singh is not my friend. Shep, you keep referring to him oh, as my friend. I'm pretty sure you guys are best friends. No, just because we're both, you know, the tallest in our group doesn't mean we're friends. Um, Tanner would agree with me. You guys are best friends. I, I think you guys talk a lot. Oh, oh do we? I, I would not understand. Satnam more than you talk to Tanner and I. <sighs> Well, we only talk once a week, so, you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so he, he's throwing up quite a few middle fingers during this match and a few F-bombs, and the whole time he's walking backwards up the ramp, he's saying, F-U, F-U, F-U. I think that's the only thing he knows in English now. Well, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, don't give him a microphone yet. No, I mean, he could walk out there and go, Jay Lethal, and that'd be the only thing he knows how to say in English. Or slap nuts. Uh, I'm, I'm going to um, keep my comments to myself, and let's go on to the next segment of this match. <laughs> um, Saddam Singh then says, hey, slap nuts. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that would probably win the internet. Um Big distraction going on as Singh's being pushed back up the ramp. Uh, during the distraction, Jarrett connects with the stroke. Bowens puts his foot on the ropes. However, Sanjay Dutt pushes it off, and we have new champions. But Aubrey says, no, look, I saw him push the foot off the rope. It shouldn't have been a three count. It should have been a one count. Restart the match. The ref says, all right, fine. They restart the match. Bowens then hits Jarrett with a super kick. Lethal immediately goes for a roll-up, putting his feet on the ropes to try to cheat again. However, Caster pushes him off, and Bowens reverses to defend the titles. At first, I was going to get really mad. Uh, I did not I did not see Aubrey close to the, the ring for that decision. So, I mean, if you're going to exchange the titles – that would have been a way to do it because obviously um, it doesn't hurt the acclaimed as much. But then I, but in that short 30 seconds, I'm like, we're at least going to have to have a week or two of listening to these jackalopes. Um, 
and I like Lethal, and I like Jarrett. Now, I like Jarrett when he reinvented himself and came back as that new outlaw character in GCW. Mm-hmm. Dressed in black, had the really dark promos, um, uh, faced off against Effie, had a really good match there. And then he did the uh, stuff with Ric Flair in the last match, and those promos – not that he was all dressed in black, but he was he was real. It was personal. Uh, it got bloody. And then we get him in AEW. Guy looks great for 53 or 4 years old. Um, has the bright gear. And the only thing we get out of him is pe- him calling people slap nuts. <laughs> so, and I think Lethal's better than this. If if you if you took dumbass Sing Bong Sing and Sanjay Dutt out of it, I, they they'd be better. But I I don't know. Like like for thirty seconds, I was pissed. I was pissed at Tony. Um, then Aubrey saved the day with her extra green makeup around her eyes and. Um, we got Shout the- out to Chris Statlander with that one. We we got the we got the finish we uh, obviously needed and and deserved. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was my take on that whole scenario. And then obviously getting a little off track. But <laughs> up next, uh, Shivani shown speaking with Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, and they question if Soraya will ever get what AEW is. They claim to be originals who have worked their way to the top of the division. Baker puts over Tony Storm and Hikira Shida, so she's not sure why Soraya hasn't chosen her partner yet. Baker then claims that she is the boss as they close the segment. And within the end of the commercial break, um, the internet was blowing up claiming that... Uh, Mercedes is coming to AEW and it yeah. has been confirmed. Wrestle Inc. said that she has signed with AEW. Yeah. Which if she has great, but if your she is signed is due to the boss being said, then we've got issues. Yeah. They, um, again, I think Going back to Wrestle Kingdom, Kevin Kelly said this is the worst kept secret in wrestling. Um, the way they played it tonight, with with uh, her saying the boss, and then the promo later on in the episode we'll get to of Soraya completely uh, ignoring the fact, and then actually picking a uh, another competitor in the women's division to be her partner made it even worse, I think. Yeah. Um, now we have uh, Rampage and Battle of the Belts uh, before this event. So I'm guessing Tony Storm and uh, uh, Sheeta will have a match conflict because you could tell one of them was upset. Mm-hmm. Um, or you kick off you kick off the show next Wednesday with literally those two beating the tar out of each other backstage goes in the parking lot. Next thing you know, 
Neither one of them are able to compete. Mm-hmm. Soraya's beside herself. And then all of a sudden an old friend shows up. That's the only way it works. Yeah. Right now, right now, again, it's, it's so obvious. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, a video package is shown of Jungle Boy backstage. He suggests next week he and Hook team up. We've seen this coming. We've seen it coming. I, I enjoy it. I think these two young guys uh, are great. Um, obviously, I'm a big connoisseur of hair, but maybe the, the two best guys with hair in professional wrestling right now. I mean, Jungle Boy's got our – sorry – Jack Perry's got the curls and Hook's got the fluff over. <laughs> fluff over. Um, but the full yeah. head comb over. Yeah. The only problem is is um, they have to go up against the dumbest name in professional wrestling right now. Go ahead and say it. Don't you know I was waiting for you to say it the way you say it. <sighs> What big deal? Yeah, Jesus, it's so bad. Yeah, but big deal. Take it on, big deal. Yeah, so we'll get that next week again. I think uh, I think the pop those two will get coming out. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. For that. So so here's the question then: What do they go by as a tag team name? I mean, we had Hookhausen. So, are we going to get Jungle Hook now? (laughs) Hook Perry. Hook Perry, yeah. 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 I mean, Hook's in it one way or the other. It's it's all he has. Or, oh no, he's also known as a handsome devil, so you could have Handsome Perry. Yeah. That one seems too handsome. Perry seems like too much of a shout out to uh, Jack's dad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what they're going for. They're in LA. Yeah, I mean, it could be. baby. <laughs> uh, after the video segment, we move on to Brian Danielson uh, taking on the gentleman who was sitting ringside with us in Indy, or so you thought, Tony Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of vodkas. Yeah, well, to be fair, the guy did look like a shorter-haired version of Tony Nese. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it Tony Nese and I, the, the guy we saw in Indy wasn't uh, even close to being built like Tony Nese. No, but in the face, he looked like him. So we'll give him that. He did. He did. Uh, obviously, Danielson picks up the victory here, even with outside interference um, from what's his name? Not Smart Mark, but the other one. Shows you how much I care. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Josh Woods. Sure. I liked Josh Woods back in the day in ROH. I thought he was all right. Yeah. I'm not my time at ROH. I don't remember him, I guess. Um obviously Danielson gets done with the match. He's still feeling pretty good because it was a pretty short match for Danielson. He calls out MJF. They go back and forth. Um, MJF says, in this company, wins and losses mean something, which I hope we're getting back to that this year because we kind of got away from it in 2022. But that's another rabbit hole we'll go down at another time. Mm-hmm. 
uh, MJF says that he spoke to the nerd Tony Khan, and he said that if Danielson wrestles every week from now until February 8th and wins, he would become number one contender. MJF says if Danielson can do that, he will give him a title match at Revolution on March 5th. Danielson says no, he will wrestle when he wants and become number one contender like MJF, uh, or like everyone knows he should be. MJF says Tony Khan doesn't run this company. The EVPs don't run this company. He runs the company. And if Danielson doesn't do it his way, then it's not happening. Danielson says he will agree if MJF allows him to pick the stipulation for their match. MJF says, fine, you must be an idiot because, you know, it doesn't matter. I'll still cheat to win. And Danielson says a 60-minute Iron Man match. I have a lot of complaints with this segment. I do, too. And the majority of it is on uh, MJF. Although the the name drops tonight, Disco Inferno, yeah, Bischoff, that, that was good. Jim Cornette, I, I love, I love, I love the, the Cornette. The Cornette one was the greatest. Well, yeah, because you're a big Cornette fan. That was that was that was the cherry on the top. I won't call me a big fan. <laughs> uh, I disagree with hey. some of the stuff he says. Some you you said I'm Satnam Singh's best friend, so I'm going to say you're Jim Cornette's okay. number one fan. I would rather be Jim Cornette's number one fan than Satnam Singh's number one fan. Uh, both of those are terrible ideas so (laughs) anyways uh, all of a sudden we're getting MJF Jericho let's run the gauntlet if you run the gauntlet you can face me I feel like that's what we're getting so I feel like this is repeat booking Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing we didn't get tonight was uh, MJF screaming his opponent for next week um, and at um, least MJF did say he's known for making people jump through hoops to face him. Yeah, but we again we've already seen this though. Um, you know, and the only reason we remember and this is funny that I don't know if it's funny. It's funny to me. The only thing, the only reason I remember the five or six legs of Jericho or legs of MJF or whatever the hell he called it was because you brought Nick Gage in, and Nick Gage literally used a pizza cutter on Jericho's forehead during a side-by-side Domino's commercial. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like this is repeat booking. And the second thing, and I think we talked about this two podcasts, podcasts ago, MGF wrestled nine times in 2022. Mm-hmm. When he went over Mox to win the belt on Busted Open, Bully Ray was talking about how there was veterans of the business texting him saying, this guy looks green. How can you put the belt on him? And he said, I almost agree because if you only wrestle nine times in a year, you are not going to be fluid. You're not going to be sharp. Right. Okay. And then I got a point to this. Just hear me out. How <laughs> <laughs> so, you always do when you go down a rabbit hole. So fast forward, we're not gonna we probably won't see MJF wrestle till March fifth. Okay. 
So that means the last time he wrestled was November, early November. Mm-hmm. Uh, December. Did he wrestle once in December? Early December. Winter's coming. Okay, sorry. Early December. Starts. So now we're going to go away to March, and you expect him to go 60 minutes? Okay. With three and a half months in between matches? Where a guy that's where a guy like Brandon Daniels wrestling every week? Well, I think that was the. It's a bad point, but that that's kind of the point Danielson was going with when he said, "You know, I'm going to expose you for the fake you are, or I'm going to expose you." Either way, yeah. he did. He didn't make a comment like that, but it's just like it's, as good as I want this match to be. Okay, MGF's probably not going to lose it right off the bat in no. second title defense. So. If you're going to take this long to build up a feud, again, I like that Tony's listening to me and starting to build feuds. Because Tony's a huge fan of uh, the Kicking Out podcast. Yeah, mainly me. Mainly me, though. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's definitely not that champion who never shows up. He's, like you say, he's eating some, some frosted cake. Anyway. Hey, whoa, careful. That could be a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> it's true. In today's terminology. But if if you're going to spend this much time, we're January fourth, right? January fourth. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to go two months and build a feud. <laughs> you know, I like it, but that means you're not. I bet you, even if you get in a tag match between here and there, you're only going to see MJF wrestle maybe once. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and he, you know, rolling around on the mat two, three times a week. Uh, yeah, he is. And he's he's uh, training at the Nightmare Factory. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but I don't either. But you know, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I recently discovered that they do have a championship belt. In the Nightmare Factory, because uh, there there was a girl. Yes, Q- QT Marshall holds it. Uh, I don't know. I've only seen one, and it was women's belt, and QT's not holding that one. Well, that's good. <laughs> so it's a uh, definitely an indie wrestler who's been training there, trying to get seen on the big scenes while continuing her run on the indies. So. Don't ask me your name. I'm good. <laughs> I anyway, just saw it. That was my that was my beef with that segment. I, again, mm-hmm. uh, Max is great on the mic. We don't have to even have to talk about that. I thought Brian was better on the mic tonight. He was. He was. Um, so kudos to him. His home area. So. All right, so the stipulation is he has to win every Everyone. week between now and February 8th. Which we're going to have, I think, I count, I think we're going to have seven. Hold on. I think we're going to have seven weeks. So one, two, three, five. 
So that'd be seven. Seven. Eight. February eighth. Oh, I thought it was March eighth. Sorry. No. March eighth is on a Wednesday too. Yeah, and Revolution is uh, on the fifth. Yeah. I thought it was March fifth. Sorry. <laughs> All right. No. So yeah, uh, every week till uh, Mar- uh, February eighth. Now you're trying to get me to say it. So we've got like five weeks counting this week. Yep. Or six if you count today, but five remaining. So we still get those five matches. Something somewhere is going to happen. Or on February 8th, MJF is going to cost Danielson somehow. And he'll say, look, I'll give you the number one contendership, but you didn't win all eight matches, so we're not going to do your match. Oh, I think you're going to get the match. Um, I'm just, like, just spitballing off the top of your head. Um, who's got to be the first? Who's going to be one of the, Somebody's got to be there, right? Who's the first mm-hmm. match against him next week? I don't know. Uh, is it going to be a no-name talent? Is it going to be a local guy? Is that how we're going to get around this? You're in L.A. David Arquette. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that, man. I hope not. I, David Arquette's great, but I don't want to see him in AEW taking on Brian. God. Uh, uh, don't we get Brian at Battle of the Belts versus Ganesha? Did I see that? Mm. Friday, for sure. Um, hold on here. Why I thought I thought I saw that. Mm. I, I'm I'm going to look. I'm looking here. I don't. They don't have a lot posted on that yet. Uh. Da, 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 da. Lots of Wrestle Kingdom talk. Uh, Lots of this is what happened when we went off the air. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I can never find anything on this when I want to find it. Uh, I was hoping to see something. Yes, I know. It's crazy, crazy stunts. The man's going to die. We'll talk about that later, though. Um, Anyways, I'll figure it out. But I I saw we're going to get it. We're going to get a hell of a match on Rampage um, or Battle of the Belts coming up. I swear it was on. I swear it was there, but. 
I watched a lot of wrestling in the last. Uh, top Flight versus Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Uh, House of Black, Preston Vance, Jamie Hayter, and Britt Baker versus the Renegade. That's set for Rampage for 1 6 2023. Man, I swear I saw Takeshna versus Danielson, which I thought would be a banger of a match, but maybe they announced that for next week already. I don't know. It was one of those things right before the main event and they talked 147 mile an hour. Yeah. Cause so. that's what, uh, that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, that's 2022. I want, no, I want. And, uh, it, let's see here. Uh, maybe it was for next week. Cause right now it's, for Battle of the Belts 5, Cassidy Sabian, uh, the acclaimed with uh, Lethal and Jarrett, Cargill versus Sky Blue. That's yeah. what we have so far. That's what we have so far. <sighs> that I'm seeing. <laughs> All right. Keep on going. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you do that. So, up next, uh, Swerve Strickland versus AR Fox in what was a terrible, terrible, terrible match. I was not entertained in this match at all. Um, no name who went from no name to having tens of hundreds of followers on Instagram looked like he had some purple strap around his head. I don't even know what that was. I, I got distracted by that and lost interest in the match. Uh, Swerve Strickland picks up the the victory, though, as we figured he would. Yeah, they, they made a big deal about um, just because Mox gave the rub about Swerve versus Era Fox back in the Lucha Underground days. Yeah. They had a couple just killer matches back then. Um, this one got like, what, six minutes, maybe five, six minutes? That made it through a commercial break. Okay, give give him eight. Mm -hmm. But that was about it. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. There was a weird segment uh, towards the end of the match where one of Swerve's henchmen hands him something, but I didn't see, and it looks like he kind of saved Ar from falling is what it looked like to me. Not that he handed something off, but yeah, they made a comment about they handed him brass nuts or something like that. Well, they said he handed him something and it neutralized him and nobody knew what it was. I don't know. It, it kind of looked like he grabbed the back of AR Fox more than handing anything over. In my opinion, I, I like swerve. I don't like these two goons with him. There's a reason this uh, Brock Jr. or whatever, uh, what's his name? Parker Budo. Swerve's henchman one. Yeah, Parker whatever. There's a reason NXT cut him really, really quick. Um, he was he was literally called the next Brock. Mm -hmm. Was in NXT. Don't even think he made a lot of their 
national television shows. Um, I don't know. We did some of their house circuit stuff. They uh, they wanted to push him as a Brock Jr. too, even wanted yeah. him to kind of have his hair cut the same way Brock did when he came in and get the trunks going and all that. And he was training with uh, Natty, Natty Nightheart. I saw yeah. that back in the day. Um, but anyways, Tony obviously picked him up. Not For a, a reason. Fan. Not a big fan. Uh, Maybe Tony knows something we don't. He trips over his shoulders every time he walks. His shoulders are so far in front of him, he trips. Um, mm-hmm. And then the base, the the triple A baseball player that decided to tattoo his whole face for no reason, and then dye his hair bright purple. Yeah, <clears throat> like th- does he have hair that was coming down, or did he dye his beard too? Because there was something coming from the top of his head all the way down. I didn't pay much attention. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't miss much. <laughs> But uh, if you happen to be flipping through Twitter, uh, see if you can find it tonight or tomorrow. Uh, yes, you are right. Uh, I just found Brian Danielson versus, uh, yeah, next week on to, Dynamite. To, to, oh, next week on Dynamite. That's what it is. So there's wow. your first opponent. Sorry. That is your first opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not even going to attempt to pronounce the name. His, his last name's. T- I, I was stumbled. Takeshna. Takeshna. There's no end. See, that would throw me off. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you happen to be flipping around, see if you can find a shot from Swerve's match and look at the dude. He. It's just bright purple on the top of the head and then right down the face. Weird. Anyway. Uh, we go backstage with Renee, who's sitting down with Soraya, Tony Storm, and Hakira Shida. They claim they're driving the division forward. Storm says it isn't cool that she got injured by um, Britt and Jamie. Soraya is excited about the mystery partner. She knows they have the best roster, and she's sitting next to the best wrestler in the world. And she says Storm will be her partner while Shida looks confused and angry. This was weird. It was different. Weird. weird. Yeah, okay. I go with you on that. It was almost too obvious. Like I could have seen Soraya say, Hey, look, you two are both top level competitors. I both, I want you both as my partner. So, Friday night at Rampage, you two go one-on-one, and the winner is my partner. You know, something simple yeah. like that. Um, if, if you were literally going to choose one of them two, okay? Mm-hmm. But to do the way she did it, she, she ain't going to have it. Yeah. I, I'm guessing it's Mercedes, a.k.a. Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Miss Monet. Mercedes Monet. Yeah. Yeah. Monet. Now, the more I think about it, the more I like my, not to toot my own horn or pat my horn, <laughs> but I would love the opening. Give them 35, give them 45 seconds. 
Welcome to Dynamite. We've got a huge show for you, but first we got to go backstage because something's going on. Yeah, and and have them have them beating the living uh, uh, tar out of each other. Mm-hmm. And 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 do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have lost Shep right before we get to uh, probably his favorite segment of the night. So um, I'll give you a kind of a preview of what you can see on Dynamite next week to see if uh, we get Shep back in uh, the meantime. If not, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and move on. Um, next week at Dynamite, we will see. Ah, there he is. Man, we just love the technology tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you saved me from having to give a, a here's what's going to happen next week and try to be like uh, the masked man. Because I was going to list off the four matches we know and hope you were back before then. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you did. But uh, all right. So I was getting ready to say now it's time for your favorite segment of the night. The guns head to the ring and host a funeral for FTR. Going to pour one out for FTR? Yeah. <laughs> um, the two men have prepared speeches putting over what they did while then saying that FTR's dad bods couldn't handle things and they destroyed the legacy that FTR created. FTR's music then hits, but it was a joke from the guns as they claim FTR will never work in AEW again. Well, to FTR. Yeah. To FTR. <laughs> and if they don't ever come back to AEW again, I blame three people. And I won't tell you who the three people are, but I blame three people. Uh, one of them is Tony Khan. There's my spoiler. Tanner Lee. <laughs> No, I can't ever. I can't ever put something like that on Tanner. Oh, I can. <laughs> so, actually, I really like the segment. It was a nice little segment. I um, do. I, I like the segment um, because those guys have lost four matches in a row. No, I'm sorry, five. They lost to the Ass Boys. They lost to the Acclaim. They lost uh, four, I'm sorry. Yeah, they lost AAA titles, IWGP titles. ROH yeah. titles. ROH titles, I'm forgetting. But yeah, so five in a row. Again, they've lost five in a row. Yep. Um, so I love I love the segment. Um, I don't think it hurts uh, the FTR at all. Uh, gives them reason to come back and shoot on on the guns. Now, my selfish booking, which I have a lot of, I really wanted the Briscoes to show up in the Tokyo Dome and cost them the IWGP titles. You wanted them to show up on Dynamite and cost them the AEW titles. I wanted them to show up on Dynamite 74,000 times. I wanted them to show up on, I think, every Dynamite in 2022 I texted you. They're coming. There they are. This is this is the perfect time for them. Uh, yeah, the lights would go out. Briscoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
unfortunately, uh, Warner Brothers don't have their head out of their rear end, and we'll let them come on the show. So I'm thinking, hey, what about New Japan? Obviously, New Japan's got a little extra cash nowadays. If what we heard about old Mercedes Monet got, um, they could pay for two flights and a little show up fee for a five or six minute run in. But we didn't get that either. And and thinking about it, that's what I selfishly wanted. Okay, thinking about listening to. Uh, to Dax's podcast. And he he come out and tell you. He decides like he doesn't rehearse anything. And when he when he wants to lose or tap, he hey, this is how we're gonna do it. And I'm I'm doing it. I'm tapping out. I'm I'm you're going over. So you know, maybe he wanted to give the uh the red to rub to Godo and you know, put them over. That was their. This is their second reign as IWG, IWGP tag title holder. So, you know, he's he's old school. And maybe we don't see FTR for a while. I think we do. I think eventually we'll get FTR and the guns at Revolution. Now, mm-hmm. if they put the guns over, I quit. I, you, I quit. I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'll start a podcast on sewing. Socks. You'll put a, you'll start a podcast on how great uh, Stokely Hathaway is. I, no, I will, I, I will, I will go get my jaw wired shut forever before that. Anyway, I'm just saying, I, I get it. I know they want. I, I love that these guys are old school. And when I say they're old school, they're in their late 30s, but they're old school enough where they, if they see some talent, some younger talent, they're going to work with them and put them over. Um, that's admirable. Mm-hmm. But again, I want I want the tag team of the year in 2023 to be FTR. I don't want it to be the Usos. I don't want it to be the acclaimed. I don't want it to be the Briscoes. Um, I don't want it to be, you know, well, not G.O.D. anymore, but, you know, I, I don't want it to be uh, – uh, oh, jeez. I, I watch too much wrestling today. Uh, I, I'm just saying. That's, I want them to have a better year than they had in 22, and I thought 22 they had a hell of a year. So, Yeah, yeah. All right. Semi-main event time. Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, Kira Hogan, Sky Blue. Jade, Jade Cargill. Wins. Jade wins next. Yeah. 47 and 0. I don't see how they're doing this because it's tag. I don't yeah, like I saw that too. And I'm like, what? That's where the last few of her wins have come from is been in tag matches. And I don't like that. They didn't even do that with Goldberg. Well, Goldberg didn't team with anybody like ever. Well, it's because Goldberg couldn't make it to the next day. <laughs> Goldberg couldn't last more than two minutes. So, you know, he'd have to go out there for a minute and a half, tag in, come back in with 30 seconds left in the match and win it. Um, yeah, what? 
Yeah, and we've already got it. We've already solved Cargill and Red Velvet before. Yeah. That's how Cargill came in. Red Velvet was teaming with what, Cody, wasn't it? Wasn't it Cody yes. and Red Velvet versus Cargill and Shaq? Yep. Yeah. Because Red Velvet replaced uh, Brandy, who was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because she had to go screw up the storyline and get pregnant. Well. So then you bring in Red Velvet, who at the time looked a lot like Brandy. No, no offense to Brandy. Uh, I enjoy her YouTube uh, stuff, her restaurant reviews and cocktail reviews. I, it's all good, but I don't think I would want to see Brandy versus Red Velvet. Um, I saw Brandy a couple times in ROH and a few times in, in AEW before she uh, quit performing and. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe it's because we compare her to her husband, who we all enjoyed watching, and it's like, ugh, it's just not good. Oh, or maybe it's just because she just can't wrestle. I was trying to give her a benefit of doubt, Paul, but I mean, you just went for the art. You went for the jugular, but. Well, okay, when, you know, Cody left the other company that he's at now, and he couldn't go by Cody Rhodes. Brandy was allowed to go by Brandy Rhodes. And while she went by Brandy Rhodes, she barely won anything. So she gave the Rhodes name a bad name. In my opinion. I, I'm still trying to figure out how a woman who marries into the family gets to keep the name, but the kid who was gifted the name because of his dad can't use it. Well, that was, that was the uh, politics of the time. And I got to be careful what I say because Tanner's going to start calling me Eric Bischoff if I'm not careful. You don't have that much gray hair, do you, Paul? No, but uh, he said, next thing I know, and he sent me a gif of um, Bischoff saying, Vince, you can't do that. And he said, that's what I'm going to be saying soon. And I'm like, no, that'll be Shep. I'm more negative than any of you two on this podcast, so. You're the Jim Cornette of the podcast. Wow, thanks. <laughs> hey, the man is doing great for his podcasting stuff, all right? So he I is, was giving you is. a compliment. He is. And, and, and he I, keeps it real. And, so. I like, and I like Brian last. I think mm-hmm. Brian's great. Um, I just don't agree with some of their views outside of wrestling. I'm just talking strictly wrestling. That's all I'm talking. I, I I agree, but they have a lot of outside views of wrestling that they talk about on their two to three hour podcast. Um, yeah, our, we made it about a quarter of the way through one on our way back from Indy. Yeah, yeah, and it was again. There, I, I don't mind listening to them. Their their stories they talk about. Um, Jim's stories he talks about from the territory days on the road. Love those. Those are awesome. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the other, yeah, you get into, they just, they hate modern day wrestling. Um, it's very rare for them to give, you know, if we have a hell of a dynamite, even a hell of a SmackDown or Raw, uh, for them to give a compliment on a match, you know. Few and far between. Very, yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right. Next, we go backstage to Renee again, and she says there's now a no holds barred match at Battle of the Belts as Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal challenge the acclaimed once again. That was such a quick segment. I didn't even realize what Renee said. That that was that for me. Uh, and now it's time for the main event: Samoa Joe versus. Oh, my my screen wasn't froze. I was just. <laughs> I oh, I know. No, no, I realized it wasn't frozen. You were. I felt you were on kind of on the same page as me. Is that just did nothing for anybody? It was pointless. Move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, main event time: Samoa Joe, Darby Allen, TNT Championship match. Uh, Pretty interesting match. Joe came down and immediately put his hands on Nick Wayne, uh, which led to Darby Allen diving onto him, grabbing the skateboard and hitting him with it. We get an ollie onto the back. We jump off the ladder and tweak in a knee, and um, he climbed to the top of that ladder and went, all right, yeah, this just confirms that the dude ain't making 40. He almost fell. He did. That, that, he very long. Ooh, scared me for a second. I love. Let's back up a little bit. Joe comes out and immediately puts his hands on Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne was the uh, at the time I think he was 16 years old and signed a developmental contract with AEW. Predominantly, he uh, works with GCW. And one of the one of the things in his contract was like, look. Before you come to AW full time, you have to graduate uh, school, some type of schooling. Um, yeah, I think he's still in high school, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's like a seventeen or eighteen year old kid that literally travels around the United States. He even did a, a trip in Europe in twenty twenty two. He's a high school kid, gets passing grades in high school, and still wrestles on the weekends. So. He's not your typical high school kid that's going to the homecoming dance and football game. But his dad, his dad was the trainer of Darby Allen. Yes. So Buddy Wayne is Nick Wayne's dad. And uh, Buddy did train uh, Darby. All right. Well, thanks everybody for sticking around with us. Uh, we've had uh, some some crazy technically technical difficulties throughout this entire thing. Uh, I think we're back. Finally back. That was a little longer than we wanted. Um, but we have made it back. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, (laughs) so, all right. Darby wins. He's the two time TNT champion. I want to get that out before we lose again. A little shocked by the, I I was too. Um, just by the way they pushed Joe uh, with the two belt, two TV belts. The king uh, of TV. King of the TV, yes. Uh, I know it's Darby's hometown or home area, uh, East Co- or West Coast kind of guy. So Darby got a huge pop. I, I don't see, like, all of a sudden now, what are you going to have a. You're going to have a Darby, Warlord, Joe three-way? That would just be, to me, on paper, that just makes me cringe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even even tonight, 
if you didn't have Darby jump before the bell with the skateboard, the ladder, putting if you didn't have that, Darby going over would have been really, really, really hard to believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how he's won his last few big matches is he gets them before, but yet he's still booked as a babyface, and heels are normally the ones who do the attacking. Yeah, but Joe took, you know, for a guy like Joe who's had concussion history, Joe took some bumps tonight that I thought were very aggressive. Yes. To to put Darby over, so... Yeah, you know, kudos to Joe. That Ollie man. It was a fairly as much as I and I think I've vented on this podcast before. As much as I'm not a big fan of the big guy little guy match, this one wasn't that bad to watch. It also seems that every time Darby goes up against a big guy, you say I'm not a big fan of the big guy small guy match, but this was good every time. Tanner will have to check me on that and uh, text us in the morning and let me know for sure if that was true or not. He he remembers better or something. I don't know. He knows more than I do. Anyway, so before we have any other things, Shep, let's get to your wrestler of the night. Uh, my wrestler of the night didn't appear on AEW tonight. My wrestler of the night isn't an AEW talent. My wrestler of the night is Will Ospreay from Wrestle Kingdom. Um, everybody said, well, wait a minute, he didn't win. I don't care. He doesn't have to win. He don't have to win. Uh, what he performed in the pre-match promo the day before with Omega was one of the best. Uh, if you can do I, I know we don't get a lot of – uh, press conferences uh, nowadays and and professional wrestling, right? But that press conference with him was amazing, and then he came out and put on a thirty-five, almost forty-minute match with Omega, and the and the spots they did, um, the way they control. The way the, the yeah, it was it was awesome. It was maybe one of the top five one-on-one matches I have seen, and I'm 40 years old and been watching wrestling since I was eight or nine. Um, so yes, Will Osprey, my wrestler of the night, and right now it's going to take a lot for somebody to trump him for 2023. And it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot in 2023 to trump that match, period, with Omega. All right. So you're saying match of the year candidate for 2023. Oh, no, not a doubt in my mind. There, there, there might be, let's just say you put five matches, and I know we got WrestleMania to come. You got a lot of speculations on who's coming to WrestleMania. You got three or four big AEW pay-per-views. If we have another Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming, uh, yeah, you got a ton of wrestling in 2023 yet. Yeah, but yeah, that's if 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 that's not in the top five, then we're some spoiled sob. 
<laughs> well, we might be some spoiled SOBs either way. So, yeah, no. Just because, you know, we've got like, what, 20 different ways to watch wrestling now? A lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, my wrestler of the night um, did appear on AEW television um, and is not Darby Allen. Um, Nick Wayne. Hey, hey, I can appreciate Nick Wayne has been a wrestler of the night on this podcast before. Yes, he has. You picked him for a GCW show. I picked him for two GCW shows. He did over a, a week and a Friday night and Saturday night. I think it was up in Detroit back in the while ago. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> early, early 2022, but he, he did a weekend loop. And I mean, it was right after they announced his signed and, and he had he had a match with maybe Jordan Oliver and Tony Depp in that weekend, and they were just both awesome matches, you know. So, and the kid, like I said, the kid was 16, 17 years old at the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for him to be sitting front row at an AEW show in his hometown area, yeah, that good pick, Paul. I'll give you, I'll give you a little kudos on that one. Tanner would never give you any kudos, but I will. <laughs> yeah, Tanner. If Tanner gives me kudos for anything, it's for being a jobber because, you know, until last night, I was the lowest on the totem pole with points since the last time I won the belt at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Well, so, but hey, you know. Don't um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, we won't go there. Anyway. Um, Rating for tonight's show. Um, tonight's show for tonight's dynamite. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Um, had some really good spots. Uh, now the first little bit, I was a little distracted. I had a laptop going watching uh, what I had to watch from Wrestle Kingdom that I didn't finish. Um, but I still like the show. Uh, I'm going seven point two. All right, all right. Um, I'm going to go higher than you uh, with a 7.4. You always go higher, though. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm normally in between you and Tanner. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I, I feel it was going to get some higher stuff from me the first half of the show. I was hovering right around that 8.82 range. Um and thought maybe with some of the matches I knew we still could see tonight, it could go a little higher. Um, but then the the Soraya segment, and then the, uh, oh, you, Jay, Jeff, you're now going to challenge the acclaimed in a no-holds-barred match. And back to you guys. That And, of course, Jade Cargill. That all brought it down for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not on the Jade Cargill bandwagon and I I don't know if I will. Here's the deal with Jade. I think you and I think I have uh, picked the last two or three um, uh, pay-per-views. It's time to get that damn belt off of her. Mm -hmm. You're going to push her as the female version of Goldberg. Get that belt off of her. And, and get her on the main event scene. She's had some uh, moments 
of really, really good. Uh, I want to say brilliance because that's that's a I wouldn't give her that much credit. She's had her moments. Let's put it that way. Where you're thinking, okay, you know, she's got the look, she's got the build, she's got the athleticism. She's just green. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not even talking about some of her attire she wears because you know she that's wears- all shade. Yeah. Um, or money. But but she's got some potential. She really does. So she's got potential, but again, I see her like I saw Goldberg. Great to watch for the first, you know, twenty matches, and you could only watch the same move so many times. Yeah. Yeah, that that the high boot's all she got. And that's why I think they've moved her into the tag team division, and I think that's why she's um winning tag matches now instead of singles and it still takes up her uh, overall win record because nobody wants to watch her in singles competition right now. We've got a Roman Reigns scenario here. That's a good point. They pushed her too quick. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Chip, thank you for joining Thank you for being the one of the group to sacrifice yourself and get up at 4 a.m. to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, uh, I'm ready for bed. I relied on Wikipedia <laughs> for my results and uh, highlights on YouTube. Um, but uh, I might have to go and uh, buy it now. I mean, yeah, it was like uh, eight bucks. For, for eight bucks, it was, it was one of the uh, better shows you can get for eight bucks. I mean, if I'm giving a rating, it's got to be. Eight five eight six, yeah. Which is wow, a, a big rating for me. So yeah, you barely break eight three. Yeah, eight so. five eight six for me for sure. Um, so yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll go yeah, spend nine hundred ninety nine yen. Uh, yeah, spend the nine nine hundred ninety nine yen to uh, to purchase that said show and and enjoy it and. Uh, part of that 99 yen, you get a show that I think airs here in about two hours, which yeah. I'm not up for. Uh, they have a New Year's New Year's Day bash show um, that includes in your your purchase, which I will probably watch later on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good value for New Japan right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you said it's like eight bucks U.S. dollars. So, you know, there's networks you can't even buy for that. Oh, wait. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're, we're going to go with we're going to go with the fact that it has just became uh, January 5th as to why that statement came out. There you go. But with that, be sure to uh, follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to check out our Kicking Out Podcast merchandise store, kickingoutshop.com, I think is correct. I'll say that and it'll be wrong. So, yeah, kickingoutshop.com, the official KOP merchandise store. Get some uh, great merchandise, support a great podcast, looking great doing so. Be sure to. Listen wherever you listen to the KOP uh, podcast. Give us a rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast, give us that five-star rating because we are five-star KOP. I'm going to say that until it becomes a thing, you know, kind of like fake it till you make it. 
we are five star KOP until we are officially five star KOP. Uh, be sure to follow my co-host for the night, Austin Shepard, on all social media at the Shep Twenty Seven. I guess go follow that guy who claims to be the KOP predictions champion, but never shows up. Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee Nine Two, and uh, be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman Nine Two One. And uh, with that, for Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>